Welcome to Devotional. This is lesson number 13 for December 22 through the 18th. This is our last lesson for 2018. Yes, this is our last lesson and this is lesson number one for Sabbath, December 22. And uh, we're going to end with a bang as I've been praying and thinking about how to tie in all these things together with the topic, Final Restoration and Unity. Some awesome thoughts came to me. And by the way, if you got used to hearing the, the coquis in the background, I'm recording uh, in the early afternoon. Uh, it's the window of time that I have to do it. And they only come out at night. So I'm sorry if uh, you were hoping to hear a little bit more of that Caribbean tropical background chorus <laughs> singing in the background. Um, I'm going to read to you a, the opening paragraph, just a sentence um, from Sabbath afternoon's lesson. It says, When Christ returns in the clouds of heaven, all that is earthly and human-made and thus temporary and at times meaningless will be swept away. Now, the lesson doesn't tell us what those temporary and at times meaningless things that are human-made are. But I began to think, what would those be? And I started writing down things like social class, education, educational level, race, ethnicity, religions. And yes, I put down religions because we have, you know, Sikhism, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, all the other uh, isms out there. Um, and all of these will get swept away. And when I thought of that, of, of how to exp express that, actually, my brain uh, reverted back to a song, a secular song, that speaks about the very things that I was writing down. The things that this lesson, especially on Wednesday, really focuses on. It's a song that highlights a, a world where there is no race or ethnicity or religion, where there is no social class, no wars, nothing that is human-made. And you may be already guessing, if you're older, <laughs> the older crowd, uh, 25, 30 and above, um, you may remember this song. I, I wasn't alive when the song was made, but of course it, it was uh, rehashed by various art, other artists uh, throughout the decades. Um, it's by an artist named John Lennon, and the song is entitled Imagine. And you may have heard that song. And uh, the lyrics, you may be able to recall, I'm, I'm just going to read to you the second stanza of this uh, song. It says, imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for and no religions too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. I, I just thought about, you know, a little bits and pieces that I remember that song, but when I read the stanzas, the lyrics, I thought, wow, this uh, gentleman, John, Len John Lennon, in this word, imagine, he is capturing the hope. Um, but if you, I'm, on Wednesday, I'm going to spend way more time uh, on this song again, uh, because it highlights, you know, the, the title for Wednesday's lesson is um, A New Earth for the Redeemed. And we want to revisit this song again. <laughs> Who would have thought we wouldn't be talking about uh, former Beatles at the end of 2018 <laughs> as we're closing this Sabbath school lesson? But I believe it's pertinent because his heart cry was the very thing that God promised us. Now, some of us, of course, Christians, they didn't like that song back then because he mentions no religion. And uh, he kind of links them, you know, not kind of, but he does pretty much link 
when he talks about you not nothing to kill or die for and no religions too he's intimating that religions played a big role in the wars and the, the mass killings um, that we have seen throughout the centuries of human history so I have a question you know for those that at that time um, would have agreed even today those that feel the same uh, there's nothing new under the sun my question is you know at, in the US I've been uh, listening and reading uh, both from Christianity Today and other sources, secular sources, uh, in regards to Americans and how Americans are defining themselves, and especially the younger, the young adult crowd. And more and more, people are identifying themselves as what's being termed as nuns. Um, and of course, people jokingly will say, you know, not nuns with the habit, uh, nuns as in N-O-N-E, none of the above. I am not a Christian, I am not a Hindu, I am not any established religion i am nothing as far as religion is concerned i have i have nothing no attachments no affiliations whatsoever so john lennon now has a reference point can you imagine a world with no religion well at least in that demographic you can see it and my question would be in that demographic have we seen an increase in peace and a decrease in violence has the absence of religion in people's lives made, made their lives better? Um, has, has it made better for themselves within their own demographics? Have they found greater fulfillment and meaning in life through the absence of no religion? You know, as a side note, um, as far as Christianity is concerned, many people are quick to point that, hey, listen, do you guys remember the Inquisitions, um, the Crusades? Uh, I can honestly tell you that that was not Christianity. Here's Christianity's motto, put your sword away. Those that live by the sword, die by the sword. You know who said that? Jesus. You know who he said it to? One of his own disciples named Peter, the night that he was apprehended and tried and the next day crucified. One of the last instructions that God gave his disciples, which was very emphatic, was put your sword away. That is not my kingdom. That is now how, not how my kingdom is going to grow and expand. Not by the use of force, the source, or coercion. My kingdom is a spiritual kingdom that, that transforms the person from the inside out. Not from the outside in. It's impossible. A religion that tries to reform the heart through outward ceremonies is a religion that fails. So Christianity is not, uh, was not, uh, in its purest sense, doing those behaviors that we see throughout the, the uh, Middle Ages. And so for me, it's important to highlight that because many people say, well, look at Christians, look at these groups, look at atheists, look at communists. They're all the same. It's not. That was not Christianity at all. It's actually, it may have had the veneer, the title of something Christian, but it, the principles that actuated the church during those years were completely opposite Put away your sword is very opposite to we will use Roman armies to expand God's kingdom. That was a sick, twisted, perverted uh, understanding of how to expand the kingdom of God. Anyways, uh, I want to read to you just one verse uh, out of the book of James chapter 1 that I wonder, right? It is tragic as, as I researched on Imagine. It just led me to other um, areas of uh, John Lennon's history that I didn't know about. And it, it really, I wish... I wish he could have still been around, at least for this opportunity, for Mr. John Lennon to have read someone or have someone read to him 
John James, uh, James chapter one verse twenty-seven, where it says, "Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself unstained by the world." I wonder if that would have caused John Lennon to rethink the addition, the blanket statement of, can you imagine a world with no religion? Would you want a religion that does this to not exist? Would you want a religion that visits, that seeks to help, intervene, provide resources and empowerment for orphans, the, the most uh, vulnerable demographic worldwide, and widows in their distress? Would, would Mr. Lennon say that's a bad religion that needs, you need to imagine a world without that kind of a religion? I don't know how he would have responded, but maybe there's a chance he would have said, hey, hold up a second. I didn't know that the Bible said that that is pure and undefiled religion, implying that there is certainly an impure and definitely defiled religion, which is the religion of the Middle Ages with all the the chaos, the wars, and the power and the politics that went with it. That is not the religion that God accepts. And for us, I think it's important to um, relate to our secular brothers and sisters. God, God sent His Son for them, not just for the Christians, definitely not just for the Christians. Jesus says, I have come to save those that are lost, those that are sick. And for me, this gave me now a bridge of hopefully connecting with individuals either from that era or that resonate. That song by John Lennon is, was quite progressive and is very much expressed today through the various media and other songs and movies alike. And rather than becoming antagonistic, like the Christians in that era reacted to his statements, and I remember I, I was reminded of his statement that at the height of Beatlemania, he said, you know, we are more famous than Jesus. Um, I thought about those things. And this is, you know, Jesus said, I'm, I'm going through the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, and Jesus clearly said, any blasphemy against the Son will be forgiven. Uh, the day of his crucifixion, as they were piercing his hands with nails, Jesus did not say, Father, avenge me for this blasphemy, or avenge me for this mockery. Jesus says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And maybe John Lennon made that statement, at, when he was a young adult, at the height of his you know secular achievements, and what did he know about Jesus at that point? What did he know about Christianity at that point? Maybe what the rest of the world thinks and they know about Christianity that a Christ, the Christianity is a religion of hypocrisy and hypocrites, a religion of exploitation and manipulation, uh, a religion that has made wars and fights and are divided amongst themselves. They, they agree, they disagree on every point and they, they're more civil now simply because they're trying to create a facade. If, if that's the picture that John Lennon had of Christianity, maybe it's not so offensive because the Jesus that he's speaking of is not the Jesus of the Bible. It's not the Jesus of history. They, they have long been forgotten. So his statement is not true. And Christians, instead of reacting in offense like Peter did that night and pulling out the sword, we shouldn't be pulling out the sword when um, movie stars or singer-songwriters make songs that insult Jesus or insult his faith. Uh, like Peter, Jesus says, you need to put that sword away. If we want to fight this battle against them, we need to recognize who the enemy is. 
in Ephesians chapter 6, again, takes us back to, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. All those Christian pastors that got on their pulpits the, the following weekend and for decades afterwards denouncing Beatles and their music and, you know, look at what they're saying. They're more popular than Jesus. That is such a, provo a provoking statement. They're picking a fight. So what? What if they are? Are we going to fight? Are we going to take up the sword when Jesus says, put it away? So how do you react? Because Christians are being used in the political arena. Um, we are being, um, a, you know, pandered to by, by politics and politicians to vote this way or vote that way. And for me, is um, that I think can really lead, to, lead us to put, pull out our sword, to use civil power for Christian agenda. In fact, prophecy says that as a whole, Christians in this nation will go that route. They will once again cry out for the civil authorities to enact um, moral laws, spiritual laws, for the good of the nation, for the good of the world. And that is just a repeat of the Middle Ages. Just look at what happened then, and it will happen again in the future. So, what, what are your stances on this? I mean, we're talking about, you know, heaven and, and final restoration and unity. Are you trying to create that now? That was, the, and we'll talk about this more on Wednesday, but that was the problem with John, Lettle's, John Lennon's song. <laughs> I said John Lettle. Uh, John Lennon's song. He wanted that to happen here and now, or sometime in the future with this planet the way it is. It will never happen. It will never happen in America. It will never happen in Europe. It will never happen in any part of this world. Because the problem is not race or religions or education. Another of the things that he mentions, you know, um, it, the, the countries and all those things. You, what John Lennon's songs, uh, the Christian version of John Lennon's song would have been, imagine a world without sin. And that's not this planet. It's in the future, and the Bible points to it, and we will look at it this week. But right now, you and I as Christians should not try to make the heavenly utopia of prophecy into what our world is right now. Our world, our kingdom right now is a spiritual one. And it's one in which changes people's hearts and changes them into a, the likeness of Christ and as, as being able to love, being able to love the enemies, being able to turn the other cheek, being able to bless those that curse you. You cannot just do those outwardly. There has to be an inner change. There has to be an inner transformation. So those are the thoughts that were initiated with me for this uh, last lesson. And we will probably sprinkle some of these uh, ideas that uh, John Lennon, which is just an echo of society, uh, into contrasting what God is actually promising us and the, and the realities that we have forward to experience. So. An unexpected twist as we wind up the, the, the lesson this year. Um, you and I, as we look into the closure of this lesson on oneness in Christ, need to heed the warning. Don't take out the sword. Next quarter, as we look into the book Revelation more closely, you and I will understand better how important it is for us as Christians to resist the temptation to wield the sword in the name of Christ when Christ has told us, put the sword away.